Welcome to the ninth episode of Sound On. This week we have to discuss. Ash, okay, we start. Have decided not have. Okay, three, two, one. Welcome to the ninth episode of Sound On. This week we have decided to discuss a topic that is more relatable to everybody, which is about what we describe ourselves. Do we consider ourselves to be introverts, or do we consider ourselves to be extroverts, or rather? Are we also unsure of that? Do we think that we are somewhere in between, perhaps an introverted extrovert or an ambivert? So, therefore, in fact, we are going to cover areas such as: Do introverts find it harder to climb up the social ladder in society, and do extroverts really have it easy in life? Therefore, we are pleased to have Tian with us to discuss this topic with us. So, Tian, how are you? And could you introduce yourself to our audience who might not know you yet? Okay. Hi guys. Uh, I am Zin. I am a first-year undergraduate student at the University of Sheffield, and yeah, happy to be here today on Sound On podcast. And I'm I've been doing fine so far. Yeah, it's a summer break, so just you know, hanging around. <laughs> at the same time, just try to balance my school and uh, work because I'm mm-hmm. actually currently interning right now. It's good to know that you're doing all right. You're doing great, and um, you're being you're, you're preoccupied with um, your internship and all that. So, because this is a topic that was, um, I think this idea came from Melissa. This topic, like introverts versus extroverts, what does it mean to be an introvert, in your opinion? So, to me, uh, I guess it depends on like how a person recharge themselves. So, for an introvert, they would prefer to recharge by spending time alone, especially like after a day of human interaction, then unlike extroverts where I guess they regain energy from social interaction. So that's what introverts and extroverts are to me. So personally, I think that um, there's a difference between being an introvert and being shy. So I think that, uh, like Zin said, intro- introverts, they, they feel the best when they are in less stimulating environments, whereas extrovert, extroverts, they feel... Uh, very stimulated when they are very very comfortable when they are in overstimulating environment. So personally, I would consider myself um, an introvert because since young I've realized that um, I prefer like not talking <laughs> when I'm in social situations. But then I, mm-hmm. I I realized that I think there are two types of extroversion. So one is that um, one type would be people who like to go out and to get themselves into social situations. Whereas the second type is um, those who maybe they like going out or they don't mind going out. But when they do go out, they talk a lot. Like they are, they are the life of the party, you know. And then I realized that, okay, maybe the second type is, um, no, the first type is that they are an extrovert, but they are just shy. Meaning that they like going out, but when they go out, they don't speak out. So I think that's me. So like, I think there's a difference between not wanting to go out and also being shy. So yeah, what about you guys? Like, what, what do you think? Are you guys, do you guys think that you are introverts or extroverts? Actually, that, that's a question that I've often asked myself. I actually don't quite know because a lot of people would say that I'm quite extroverted because um, apparently I talk a lot, which perhaps is kind of true, I think. Um, but the thing is that it, it often, for me, it's kind of like, it really depends on the kind of situation I am, I am in. So I think I'm very extroverted with people that I'm comfortable with and people that I 
know rather well or people that I know are really friendly. Um, on the other hand, if it's if I'm meeting somebody that's new, I take quite some time to actually warm up to them. So in that regard, I, I could be perhaps an introvert. So that's why I'm not quite sure. So I think that I, I, I place myself somewhere in the middle because um, I think that I'm somebody like even if somebody I don't know, I can keep a conversation going. I can like make jokes. I can laugh with someone that I'm not that close to yet. But at the same time, I think like inside, like in me, I just feel a bit like um, perhaps a bit shy as well. So yeah. But of course, like being shy is not necessarily someone who is um, introverted. So yeah. Yeah. What about you, Zing? What do you think? So I agree to Mel where she mentioned that uh, a lot of people do associate uh, a, pers- a shy person to an introvert, but I don't mm-hmm. think so. So in my case, I feel like I'm an introvert, but I am not shy at all. So I do enjoy socializing with people. So I'm more of the type where I just like like to socialize and spend a lot of energy uh, by interacting with others. But I really need time alone to like uh, recharge myself at the end of the day. Yeah. So. Um, maybe through social interaction, I dr- my energy might be drained throughout the day. Yeah, so I would identify myself as more of an introvert. Yeah. So I think like what Chris said just now, like you said that you are in between, right? So I think that mm-hmm. um, introversion and extroversion is not like black and black or white. You know, I think it's like a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people like they lie somewhere in the spectrum, but. I think there is no one who is 100% introvert or 100% mm-hmm. extrovert. So everyone lies somewhere along the scale. So I think it's more of like, where are we on the spectrum? And like, personally for me, I think I'm... Oh yeah, also one more thing is that um, I think that we can change as like when we are in different environments or when we are mm-hmm. at different points in our lives. So for example, for me, I think I was much more of an introvert previously like maybe like in high school or something but then when Mm -hmm. I moved on to college and university I slowly started to realize that I'm transforming into a bit more of an extrovert where so I think now I I lie somewhere in the middle because I I I did some personality you know online there's a lot of like personality personality tests and stuff right and I lie like quite like almost 50% like in the middle I don't know how accurate the tests are but like I lie yeah, so like, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that um, your experience experiences in life have changed you to be more of an introvert or an extrovert? Yeah, maybe we can start with Chris. Um, yeah, I think that actually, I think that we all actually change, I think, in, in the sense of like how introverted or how extroverted we are. Um, for me, I think that it's, I've certainly have changed. I, I would think that I was a lot more extroverted when I was younger because when I was younger, I think that I found it a lot more easier to like um, talk like with basically anybody um, and I could socialize um, not, not, I wouldn't say not, not socialize sorry but like I, I didn't really feel like there, there is a, a difference between how comfortable I am between one person or the other um, however like right now um, after some years in, in, in school and all that I think that because I'm more conscious about the, the environment that I'm in I'm more conscious about the people that I talk to and interact with. I think that I've kind of mellowed down a bit. I think I've decided to be more, I should say, more cautious of what I say. 
uh, more cautious of the environment that I'm in. So in that regard, perhaps I've kind of like toned down a bit. So potentially I would say that perhaps I've become a little bit more introverted. But, you know, if you want to consider like introversion or extroversion, if you want to consider it as a spectrum, like you've said, basically, it's like a scale. Um, I would place myself somewhere in like, so one being um, introverted, most introverted, and like 10 being most extroverted. I think I'll place myself somewhere in like six, for example. Mm. So like 50%. Back, back then, yeah, but back then I think that was probably like an eight or nine. So probably about 50%. Yeah. That's, that's what I would think. But, you know, some people would think otherwise. Mm. Okay, how about you, Zane? Like, do you think that uh, you have changed? So, uh, yes, in a way. Uh, I've actually taken the personality test that Melissa mentioned just now. I know there are a lot of types of personality tests out there. But yeah, I would say my results came out was more of like a 60% introvert and 40% extrovert. And I, growing up, I always thought I was an extrovert. So maybe over the years as I mature, um, I don't know, just basically personal experiences changed me to maybe leaning more towards the introvert side of me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of similar to me. Yeah, because... I think that, I don't know, I think as we grew up, right, I, I think that perhaps we feel like um, there is a need to restrain ourselves, restrain ourselves, um, especially depending on the person that you are with, because, you know, um, the people that you are with, actually, um, I, I don't know if you guys feel that way, but it's really like how comfortable you are with people actually changes depending on who the person is. So mm. I think that that could affect um, how introverted or extroverted you are with that individual as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like, okay, so for you guys, right, you feel that you have gotten more introverted throughout the years, right? But I think for me, it's like opposite. So for me, I felt mm-hmm. like um, I became more extroverted and actually mostly when I entered uni because, um, yeah, I don't know if you guys can relate to this. So like, um, actually not many people know this about me because I don't really talk about it, but I have like serious FOMO, like fear of missing out. <laughs> it's, like, it's like really intense. Mm-hmm. So like, Mm-hmm. When I go out, right? So I always go out because I feel it's because of social pressure. I feel like I have to go out and also because of my FOMO. And I think this pressure has sort of slowly transformed me into an extrovert where I'm mostly out and not at home. And also, like, um, I find that I'm more extroverted when I'm in uni, like when, when I'm studying in the UK compared to when I'm at home. Because I think when I'm at home, I'm more comfortable. So I don't mind like staying at home because I have my family and stuff. But then when I'm in the UK, I feel like, because I feel more alone and maybe I don't feel, I mean, I do feel at home in Sheffield, but I just feel like I think I'm more, I, I feel like I'm more likely to go out, which is why um, in UK, I think I party more often. Compared to here, mm. here I, I don't really go out because I just feel like I don't need to. Whereas in UK, I feel like, okay, my the friends I have around me are my only support system over there. So I feel like I always need to go out, right? And also, um, bringing social media into into this conversation, right? I feel like social media has also um, brought up this social pressure for us to be constantly out socializing because like when we for example when we post like a story on instagram for example like you more often see people posting stuff when they are out with their friends and stuff they don't post stuff Mm. when they are alone in their room right most of the time so Yeah. yeah i think that also creates a pressure like for me 
when I see it like online, like for example, like on a Friday night, I see all my friends are out. And then when I'm at home alone on a Friday night, I'm like, oh, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I don't know if, if you guys feel that way. Because I feel like um, social media is like a constant stim- stimulation. So, and, and always, always like extroversion is always an image of happiness that we see on social media. So yeah, what, what do you guys think? Like, do you think that uh, social media pushes the society to be more extroverted? Yeah, I would think so, actually. I mean, with what you've mentioned about, um, even if let's say you see stories of people going on Friday night and you're at home, you, do, you, you feel a bit weird. I think that that's how I feel as well, to a certain extent sometimes. It really depends on who it is, though. So if my group of friends decides to like go out on a Friday night, and if I'm not informed about it, I think I'd feel a bit left out. So I think that's in that regard, that's perhaps my extroversion, or in the sense that that's me wanting to actually socialize. But for me, actually, I don't really get too disturbed or affected by seeing people going out on a Friday night when I don't, because more, more often than not, it is me choosing not to go out on a Friday if I'm at home, if you get what I mean. But the thing is that there is a limit to how long I can just like not go out on a Friday night. So I think two weeks is probably the maximum. I think after that, I'd want to go out, as you guys would probably know, based on the activities that we do in university. So, yeah, but it, so it really depends, actually. But I, I get what you say about not wanting to miss out because, like, like it's for me as well, like, I, I don't want to miss out on those parties and all that. Like, if I'm free, I'll definitely go. Or in fact, there, there are many instances in which I tell myself, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. But in the end, I get convinced to going out. Or when I remain firm and not wanting to go out, I'm just, like, just constantly, like, refreshing my Instagram, wanting to see what people are doing. So, yeah. Yeah, I actually agree with both of you uh, because uh, sometimes I do feel this pressure to go out as well. Um, mm. Even though I do really like to go out, but yeah, sometimes when I really feel like uh, not feeling like I want to interact with anyone, it's still really hard to say no to your friends sometimes, you know. you Of course, you're, you're, uni- you're a university student, of course you want to make the best out of it Mm -hmm. so I always carry this mindset that uh, you you have to push yourself uh, go out of your comfort zone to like interact with others or even just hang out with your friends because uh, you only have one university life you only experience this once in your life so just push yourself but at the same time uh, if you really feel like uh, that you don't have the capacity anymore to just hang out with your friends. I think it's all right to just say no. Yeah, but of course, it, this is easier said than done. So yeah, I think even up till now, I struggle with that. Yeah, learning how to say no. So let's let's move the discussion a little bit um, with regard to say um, society as a whole or, or our life as students, basically. So I think that um, many people will actually say, that um, there is a bias towards um, extroverts in a society, especially in these modern times. Um, for instance, um, Melissa brought up the idea of social media. So that is what is, what is meant by how social media actually has allowed um, a lot of extroverts to thrive in society. So um, let's start with um, M- Melissa and in this, in this topic. Then. Um, do you actually think that schools and workplaces are designed for extroverts to thrive? For example, when we talk about group assignments, um, do you think that introverts tend to be overwhelmed in group assignments? Um, yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think so. Because like, 
even in schools, like even from my personal experience, like we are always encouraged to um, work in groups, like have group assignments. Mm-hmm. And uh, for example, in school, like when there's the parents' teachers' day or something, like I, there's always this constant feedback about me that teachers give me. And they always mm-hmm. say that um, I'm too quiet or I'm too introverted. And I think that mm-hmm. that feedback, like over time, it builds in our mind and it, it makes us think like, oh, is there something wrong with being quiet? Like, is there, is there something wrong with being an introvert? Which is why I, I, feel that, I, I felt that there is definitely a bias in our society for extroverts because we always favor, favor extroverts, right? And I think it's also like, it's also in our minds as well because I think we are more gravitated towards extroverts and charismatic people. So I think it's quite common for us to, to like extroverts, extroverts more or at least people who you know, are very friendly, very talkative compared to introverts, those who like stay quieter. So yeah, and I think even, not just in schools, I think when this happens in schools, right, it also develops into uh, like our, our process of growing up because this, mm-hmm. this mindset of mindset that um, introvert, being an introvert is not a good thing. So I think that this develops into workspaces as well where uh, in offices, right, I think those who speak up a lot, um, they often over- overshadow those who don't speak out as much. And I think when um, leaders are being chosen, we also tend to choose those who are more extroverted, uh, louder and charismatic. And not just leaders, but also like when, when you're choosing someone to be promoted in a team, for example. So, yeah, so I think that, yeah, I think um, there's also this study that I came across which said mm-hmm. that um, introverts tend to be better leaders because they they have the time to, they, they know how to take time off to let their minds think in a quiet space. But I don't know if that's a bias study because I saw the study from an article which um, was trying to tell everyone that being introvert is not, not a bad thing. So it's probably a bias study. I don't know. But I think it's potentially accurate. And I think that it's not bad to normalize uh, liking extroverts, but it's also important to know when to let introverts uh, have their time off and get their minds going, even though it's like in a confined space with, with no group assignments and stuff. Yeah, what is your take on this then, then Tid? Um, as someone who's leading a society right now, for example, a, a, a university society, I mean like a mess up, for example, um, do you feel like as if um, introverts perhaps might have a fear of like speaking out perhaps in, in, in the workplace, in like a meeting environment, for example? So yeah. I guess relating back to what Mel men- Melissa mentioned about like there's this bias as leaders being uh, extroverts, uh, leaders, uh, sorry, extroverts are better off as leaders. I guess there's some truth behind that because I do believe that um, extroverts carries traits uh, that stands out. So like they might come off as more confident, uh, expressive, dominant, uh, mm-hmm. and unlike introverts, I guess. So I, as a person that's uh, leading a society right now, I can relate to that because I may not be always the dominant one. So maybe mm-hmm. it might come off as I might not have this, you know, leader, kind of image yeah 
that's what yeah, I think that's very yeah, that's a very good point that you raised. In fact, it's actually very much um, linked to what Melissa mentioned about how um, introverts um, often are, are not chosen to become leaders, or they are not based, they're, they're often not the first choice to become promoted. I mean, it's not necessarily the case across the board, but it happens very often that because people are drawn towards extroverts, because they, they have this larger than life character, so they tend to be promoted because they're not only just liked, but people feel like as if they, are, they have this ability to stem the authority. And this is actually why I mentioned at the introduction whether or not do introverts actually have it hard in life or rather do extroverts find it easier in life. Because, um, so let's let's talk about introvert that's being promoted, for example. So let's say even if an introvert is being like promoted, like when their extrovert, when their introverted character is exposed, they often become very weakened about it. And it's often the case in public life. So we have like figures who lead very public lives in, in whatever field, say NGOs, um, government and stuff like that, or even corporations, for example, um, when these introverted characters are being promoted, they, they step up to the plate, they, they do their job as much as they can, but they, become, they often become weakened in this modern society, in this digital society, because um, very often social media plays a huge role in leadership. Like we see social media being the tool that is being used to promote people, promote ideas and what a company is doing or what, a party is doing and stuff like that. And when that happens, right, um, introverts often find it harder in with this social media environment because um, social media is very brutal because um, it's like when introverts are not comfortable being in front of a camera, for example, um, that would weaken their position of strength. So they could be very good leaders behind the scene, but they don't look as someone that is strong, someone that is assertive, someone that can interact well. And that becomes very, that actually dents their credibility in a sense. Um, for example, I mean, it, it would be plausible to think that introverts are more uncomfortable with the spotlight. And in this social media environment, right, like in fact, like even leaders, um, if they're introverted, they can be accused as being um, robotic in front of a camera. They could be accused of being awkward, shy, unfriendly, and humorless. So uh, that are considered as bad traits in this digital age. So even so, the point I'm making is that I think that introverts do find it a lot harder to climb in social life at times because even if they are very capable of, in what they do, um, they don't seem to portray that image of strength that we want to see. Yeah, I think that um, I think you mentioned about uh, being likable as a leader, right? So mm -hmm. I think it is very important to be likable. And I think that charisma is a very important trait yes. as well. Like you have to know how to be charismatic. And I think even though you're an introvert, so I think that we shouldn't judge people based on how, for example, how how they portray themselves in front of, the, in front of a camera. So like mm -hmm. just because someone is shy in front of a camera doesn't mean that this person isn't a good leader, for example. But I think that is that is our mindset that has been ingrained for many, many years where we are more gravitated towards people who are like sociable, people who are comfortable in front of the camera and in public. So I think that um, as an introvert myself, I think uh, one thing that would help me uh, is I think to train. I think there are a lot of self-help um, resources online where we can train mm -hmm. how to be more charismatic. Actually, there's a, there's a YouTube video called a YouTube channel called Charisma on Command. I think I've mentioned it before, like in a few videos back. So it's just like th these two guys. I think it's this guy. His name mm -hmm. is Charlie. So he just like um share shares in, in his videos about how to be more charismatic in daily life. And then he also talks about how um 
many leaders who are very visibly introverts, they often get a lot of hate groups and a lot of like controversy controversies. Like for example, mm-hmm. I think um Bill Gates, right? So I think it's quite obvious mm-hmm. that he is that he is very uncomfortable in front of the camera. Like so so like mm-hmm. in in the video, like they, they break down all, all the things that he does that um makes it very visible that he's uncomfortable in front of the camera. For example, like uh, how he moves his hands, how he doesn't have any facial <laughs> expressions. So like, and because of that, um, there are like conspiracy theories going around that Bill Gates is like a bad person and like he invented, he created the coronavirus, which is like really dumb. But yeah, so I think that all this can just come out of a place where this person is just not charismatic enough and not likable enough. So I think that it's very important for us to know how to, because I think we should embrace our introvertness, but we sh- but it shouldn't be an excuse for us not to train ourselves to be, to be more charismatic in public so that we can actually seem likable. I think, actually, I think see- seeming likable is actually a very important trait and something that people see and it really influences our daily life, whether it's like in school, in uni, or in the workplace. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's a good point because you talked about how um, you mentioned earlier on about that you saw this study that basically says that introverts are said to be better leaders, perhaps because potentially they're more intelligent. But I do think that that there is a possibility that that is accurate because there's often this divide between say um, sayers versus doers. So um, you know, someone that's very larger than life, larger than character, very extroverted and all that. It's not necessarily a doer. Like, you could potentially just be a say. I mean, uh, what I'm saying is that uh, perhaps a balance would be good. If, if, let's talk about, like, you know, a team, for example. Um, mm. If you have, like, a mixture of, like, extroverts versus introverts in the team, I think that that's actually a very good balance because um, you could argue that if you want to associate, like, sayers with extroverts, um, like, for example, the sayers could be the ones providing ideas, brainstorming and all that. Whereas the doers, if you'd like to associate those with like introverts, um, they can potentially act on those ideas better. But I think that it's actually very difficult to actually um, draw a distinction between whether extroverts better leaders or introverts better leaders. Because I think that it actually really depends more on the character, if if you get what I'm saying. Um, So what are your thoughts on this, um, Tian? I would say that there should be a good balance of sayers and doers uh, in a team. Because, mm-hmm. like, although this is something we can't control, like, in terms of having this amount of extroverts or this amount of introverts in a team, like, we can't control that. So, I think what's more important is a matter of compromising. So, basically, it means, like, having the conscious effort to... Um, having the conscious effort to let others speak to let the others speak if you're an extrovert and also uh, speaking up more often if you're an introvert. So yeah, I think uh, that's even more important regardless whether you're an extrovert or introvert in a team. Lah. Yeah. And also I do agree with Chris about what he said, like no matter the bias where whereby introverts are, no, sorry, where extroverts are better as leaders. I feel like um, whatever side are you on in the spectrum, it's more mm-hmm. important to embrace your leadership cap- capabilities. Yeah. yeah, in fact, actually, yes, that's, uh, that's a very good point, actually. I think that 
because you know, in terms of say, extra, having a good balance between introverts and extroverts, right? It, you, you mentioned that compromise. I think that um, the introverts could potentially be more of like the people that are able to like bring maybe all sides together and perhaps a team, for example. Because if you have a team in which everybody is so like strong, um, strong-headed, um, with a lot of strong opinions and all that, it might be very difficult to bridge. Um, the differences, I think. But it also is very, very important to note that a lot of extroverts, I think most extroverts, in fact, um, a lot of them are also doers because they do have this capacity to actually get things done because they have leadership qualities which include being able to bring people on board and on site. So it, it is important to note that a lot of extroverts are also very good doers. In fact, there are many introverts who also can be sayers and not, not as good of a doer as well. But that is the thing. It's actually very difficult to actually like associate like an extrovert with poor leadership or good leadership skills and an introvert with um, um, bad leadership skills or good leadership skills for that matter. I think that um, like Melissa brought up the idea of like the point on Bill Gates just now. Like, yes, that is in the corporate world. So people actually think that he's quite introverted. Some people argue that perhaps it's a bit awkward, for example. And that is a problem that also happens in like political life or public life, for example. I think that a very good example would be, say, um, and because we're in 2020 now, um, Hillary Clinton, for example, people all said that she was a bit awkward in front. She's awkward. She's um, a bit um, robotic, some people would argue, that she's a bit, uh, she's not comfortable with people. So a lot of people found it very difficult to actually, um, say, vote for her because they don't think that she could be a very good leader. But as we can, as we all probably know that that's, probably not a very good assertion because um, she has a track record which is, which is um, which has shown that she has a capacity to lead. So it is very dangerous when we start associating leadership skills to character traits, if you get what I mean. But all in all, I think that um, the point of, of society having a propensity towards choosing extroverts to be leaders, I think that introverts need to be given the chance as well. Um, people should not withdraw their... Um, I should say, their confidence in a leader just because they find out that he or she is introverted because I don't think that this character um, determines their skill or their ability to lead. But of course, it does make a difference because um, if you are an introvert and if you want to lead, you need to be able to speak out as well, speak up, if not, people won't listen to you. Yeah, I think that... Okay, so one more thing that I realized was that uh, I think a few months ago, I actually um, attended this workshop on assessment centers. So mm-hmm. when when companies recruit these days, there are like many um, many levels of like interviews and stuff. And assessment centers are one of it. So they see how you work as a group, right? So mm-hmm. for me, at the back of my mind, I'm always like, okay, how am I gonna <laughs> how am I gonna do well in in my um, this assessment center thing? Because I really hate like speaking out speaking up in groups. But then what the people said in the training was that um, you don't have to speak out. Like they, the companies don't only choose those who talk a lot because mm-hmm. like in a room where everyone is talking and no one's listening, right? Then what's the point if no one is listening? So yeah, what they said was that um, you don't need to peacock. Like you don't have to like show that, oh, you have the best ideas and you don't have to be all fighting to speak at the same time. But Absolutely. Yeah, but you can also be the one who listens. And also, mm-hmm. one thing that companies really like is that um, if you, for example, for me, if I if I don't really have any ideas to say, I don't have to like, I shouldn't like 
just simply say something for the sake of for the sake of saying something to be noticed. Mm-hmm. I can also like point out person A, for example, who hasn't said anything. I think they like it when you you point out that someone hasn't been saying anything and you ask for their opinion. So if you see that this person hasn't been saying anything, you can say like, oh, what what's your opinion on this? So um, that's what they say. They say companies really like that. So I think the point that I'm trying to bring across here is that you don't have to, to stand out, you don't have to constantly be talking, but you have to, you know, at the same time, know how to get your points across, but you just don't have to be constantly talking, especially in when you have nothing to say. So actually, adding on to what Melissa said, right, I feel like uh, in these modern times, I guess uh, there is a rising uh, appreciation towards introverts. Uh, that's just from my personal opinion. And like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point because I think we can all, we can lead what the both of you have just said about um, back to like introversion versus the fear of missing out, which is what was brought up earlier on in the discussion. Um, because, I mean, we all have established the fact that at, in this age, for instance, um, there is a lot of social pressure for us to be constantly out socializing. And um, there's always, um, we, I think we kind of like put up that, um, that thought that um, extroverts tend to be more active in social media. Like um, social media is designed for these people to actually thrive, especially in like public life and all that. But I think that it's also important to know that actually, for all of the ills that social media has, I think that they have also kind of like provided a safe space for introverts to actually um, voice out, for introverts to actually speak out, because um, social media has actually been a very good. It's, it's actually a very good tool for introverts to actually let loose. Because I mean, like we, we see, I think that we can often, in our daily lives, like people that we know, I think that there are a lot of introverted people or people who are just relatively um, quiet. They don't say much when you see them in person, but they're actually really active in social media. Um, so I think that it's important to know that social media is, can be a safe space for um, people who, fi- who think that they are a bit introverted as well. But also, I think that it is also worth noting that this could be a bit problematic in the long term because. Um, it, it would be reasonable to think that um, there would be more to miss out in real life than just constantly um, just doing your thing on social media. Yeah, I think that, I, I think what, what you said about um, mm-hmm. those people who are quiet in real life but are very loud on social media, right? I think in high school, we used to call them like keyboard warriors or something, which they're not really, they're not really uh, looked very highly upon, which I think shouldn't be the case because like you know maybe they just um they just don't know how to speak out in real life so they take their opinions onto the internet instead right so yeah like chris said although that that may not be the best way in the long run but i think it's about um knowing how you can knowing your your sweet spot like knowing how knowing where you are comfortable with uh, with speaking out your opinions so um I think recently, like, I shared my story on Kita about how um, I'm an introvert, so I created mm-hmm. this podcast channel so that I can I can share my, my opinions um, to the public. So, yeah, I think that that is one of the ways that... Um, that's one of the, an example where how I don't always speak my opinions in real life. So mm-hmm. I think everyone should... If, if anyone else feels the same way, I think we should just... Um, 
find how we are comfortable in, in voicing up our opinions. I actually do know people like introverts that don't really speak up in real life, but uh, on social media, they are, they are quite like active. Mm-hmm. in voicing out their opinion and I don't think there's anything wrong with that lah. so yep. what you just find a method or maybe a platform to voice out your opinion which makes you comfortable yeah so as for me personally I like to uh, just spend time alone and just reflect on myself because I'm more of a introspective kind of person yeah so which means that I like to uh, reflect on myself at the end of the day, yeah, that's what I do usually. Mm. It is that's, that's actually a very good trait. I don't think that that's a bad trait at all because I think that um, self introspection is actually a very good thing. Like you saying that um, you look back at what you do um, during that day, for example, um, because you are more of an introspective kind of person. I think that that's a good trait because um, you know if we don't actually just take some time off and reflect on what we've been doing, I think that we are less likely to actually realize. Um, we're less likely to actually improve ourselves, but less likely to realize um, um, perhaps the mistakes that we do. So I think that that's quite, for me personally, I think that that's also the case for me. Um, I do like time off on my own sometimes. Um, I, I'm, I'm somebody that can actually basically just go like um, one week not meeting anybody. I'm actually someone that can actually do that. And I think that that gives me the opportunity to recharge but of course, there's there's a limit to how long I can be alone as well. I think like two weeks is probably the maximum. Yeah, exactly. I think like it could be detrimental in the long term mm-hmm. uh, to your own mental illness as well. If you just like, you know, um, keep everything to yourself, it can mm-hmm. be pretty hard on one person's mental health. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I think talking about mental health, right, I think we can relate this back to COVID-19 because I think that, I mean, mm-hmm. COVID-19 is like our our normal now. Like, we can't talk about anything without bringing up COVID-19, right? So I think uh, because of the MCO or the lockdown or whatever you want to call it, because um, we are all stuck at home and I think it has given us a lot of time to uh, listen to our thoughts and I think for some people it was okay, but I think there was also a very sharp increase in mental health mm-hmm. issues because of this uh, lockdown. So what do you guys think? Like, Do you think that these mental health issues are more of a problem for extroverts during the lockdown? Um, I'm not too sure about that, actually, because I, I'm no like expert in this field. But if I were to like just look at the kind of like character traits that you actually brought up, I think that, yeah, potentially... Um, um, perhaps um, extroverts would have, found, would have found it a lot harder during COVID-19 because they're more used to meeting people. Um, they, they often feel this urge to like go out, I guess. So in that regard, um, they could be struggling more because of COVID-19, especially during lockdown period, which fortunately is over right now. But I think that introverts also suffer themselves because I, I, like I said, like, introverts have their own social life as well. Um, they could be introverted, like you mentioned earlier on, but um, they still like to go out socializing and all that. So they could, I think that they also suffer just as much. But on a balance, perhaps, yeah, I, w- I would think that extroverts would be more likely to actually uh, have found it harder during the lockdown. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. But then I think, I do think that like um, social media has actually alleviated this problem in the sense that um, um, people have been able to basically. Um, continue like socializing through like Skype 
Zoom and stuff like that. So I think that actually technology has basically made it a lot easier for everybody, be it extroverts or introverts. But of course, like in friendships, like meeting people in person is actually a lot more um, important. I think it, fe- it feels better. So in that regard, I would think that extroverts perhaps would have found it harder. I think that I'm not sure how uh, true where how true it is whether like uh, the COVID nineteen is like uh, causing mental illness to mm-hmm. extroverts more. I'm not too sure, but relating yeah. to what I've experienced, because I know I'm an introvert, right? But uh, at first I was pretty okay with being alone uh, in a confined space. But I guess after a long period of just uh, spending time alone, I guess that's where my extrovert side of me comes into play. So that's why mm-hmm. uh, like like relating it back to what we mentioned earlier is very norm it's very true that everyone has a mix of both so mm-hmm. it just depends on the situation you're in whether your extrovert side of you will come into play or your introvert side of you will come into play so yeah yeah i think just to wrap it up right um mm-hmm. to conclude our discussion today i think uh we talked more about embracing our introversion but at the same time um, being an extrovert is not wrong, obviously. So there's no shame in in choosing to do your own thing instead of hanging out with friends and also the other way around. And also when we talked about how society has a bias towards um, extroverts, I think society should also give introverts their space to be themselves. And because when we shut down 50% of the society, we are missing out on 50% of the ideas that we can bring up, right? So we should give um, each of us the space to um, to come up with their own solutions and ideas. And at the same time, it's also important for us to uh, unplug from social media once in a while to let our thoughts run. Because uh, at this time, there's so much stimulation everywhere. Even when you're alone in your room, you're still somehow connected to the public, through, through the internet and through social media. So it's very important to unplug. But... Um, at the same time, I know we talked a lot about how it's okay to be introverts, but it's also not an excuse not to develop. It's not an excuse to not develop your your communication skills because no matter how introverted you are, it's always important to know how to get your thoughts and your points across. And to do so, there are many resources online. There's like self help um, books, articles, videos that we can use. And personally, I've been trying to do that as well because I know that I'm an introvert. So, yeah. So I think that is um, our takeaway message message from this yes, discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The takeaway message basically, like I think that um, basically, I just like to add very um, last finally over here, which is that um, I think that a good balance actually important. Like if you are an introvert, you should try to uh, you know build up a bit of an extrovert character in order to basically not be um, not be drowned out in this society. Um, but it is also important for people who are very extroverted, for example, to um, have this ability to basically um, cool, cool down sometimes, take some time off, because I think that time off is actually really important because you don't want to overwhelm yourself. But all in all, I think that you should um, respect um, people's um, choices. So, for example, you should not just basically shun somebody just because um, they refuse to like um, go out as much as you, want, you would want them to. So it's basically, we, we need to actually embrace people for who they are, essentially. 
mm. um, we, we should not feel that an extrovert is better than an introvert or vice versa because um, there's obviously the pros and cons to both of it and we should embrace the pros of it. Yeah, yeah. actually, uh, can I add on? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So I would say as much as it is very important for oneself to like develop their, or embrace their own introversion side or extrovert side of them, uh, I do think that um, it is also a responsibility for your surrounding people. So as friends or even as family members, it's really important to like put in the conscious effort and also to understand your peers' um, personality. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's got to be like, you know, a balance of both self-development and of, uh, from a third-party perspective. Yeah, so just to conclude, thank you Zin for joining us this episode and we hope to have you again in our future episodes. Thank you for, thank Thanks, you for joining guys. us. Thank you. Thank you for Bye. having me. Bye.